Yeah. That was yeah. one of the hardest things I've ever accomplished on social media. That was, yeah. I mean, I probably put in, you know, 400, 500 hours on TikTok. Whether it's TikTok or Reels, you have to constantly predict where the future of social media is going. And yep. what what separates a good and a great creator is people that are willing to adapt. So there's so many people that say, I'm not getting on TikTok. I'm not creating Reels. I'm not creative enough. Yep. And you know, it's yep. just, you got to, you have to, or you're going to get left behind. Because even if TikTok explodes tomorrow and dies, there's going to be something that comes right after it. That's going to be seven seconds or, yep. you know, it's like, you got to stay with the, with the times. And I'm telling you. Yes. Perfect. All right, guys. Welcome for y'all joining. Uh, we are doing a podcast live. Um, this is David Dent. He is a pharmacy student and uh, hosts the podcast Over X Dose. You can find it on Apple Everything. Podcasts, Spotify, Spotify, SoundCloud, Everything, right? everywhere, everywhere. Yep. Pay for the pro subscription for SoundCloud to get everywhere. So anywhere you listen to podcasts. Love it. Um, so how long Sounds have you been doing man. this for? I've been doing this uh, since my first year of pharmacy school, so it's been two years. Um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say I was doing it the whole time. I took mm -hmm. like a hiatus uh, when I was kind of going through my slump of mental health. Um, I kind of just decided it was nothing I needed to concern myself with at the time. I was I had good traction, great listenership, like great everything, and then just being away for six seven months like that kind of tanked um, mm -hmm. a little bit of the momentum that I had. Um, but then I just started getting really serious about it in like probably the last like six months um, and finally made like an electronic calendar to actually track some stuff and make, yes. make it consistent. I've got like, and the second I sent the invite out, I've got like five interviews scheduled. Now I'm like overbooked, but I'm like, nice. What it it's takes. better than being underbooked. Uh, all right, guys. So if you want to hang around, um, what's going on, Amar? Uh, thanks for joining we are going to be filming this live. I'm not going to be able to look at y'all, but y'all can look at me. We're going to be uh, 30 minutes chatting my story, what I've been able to do here on TikTok for all of you guys, which you guys are so amazing, um, and chat a little bit with David and just sit back and enjoy. I hope you guys are having a good day. Perfect. All right. So I don't have a formal introduction, but here's going to be my best shot. Um, hello, everybody. This is David Dent with the Overdose Podcast um, covering everything from mental health. Um, I recently finished up a social media mini series and I cannot think of a better guest than someone who encompasses both of those topics than Jake Goodman. Um, he is a med student um, currently with his P, uh, pursuing his MBA um, along with that. And I've had the incredible opportunity to schedule an interview with him and he's taken time out of his busy schedule to sit down with us so we can kind of touch more personally on some of the things that he posts about um, and kind of give people an idea of what it takes to actually ha drive significant change while providing um, good content for people on social media. So Jake, thank you so much for sitting with me. It's, it's literally an honor, man. I've been a big fan since the beginning destination med school. Um, so we'll just start out quick. Um, give me a little background and for listeners who don't know you, uh, who you are, where you go to school and kind of the whole story besides behind destination med school and what's now evolved into destination healthcare podcast. Sure. Uh, David, thanks so much for having me. Uh, I've been a fan of your show. We've been, you know, connecting back and forth for the last couple of months. I'm super excited to get on here. So, uh, yeah, my name is Jake Goodman. I am in my fourth year of medical school right now. Um, 
I went to the University of Georgia for college, was pre-med, uh, go dogs. And uh, <laughs> I, I wanted to go to medical school right out of college. That was the dream. And so about my third, I mean, a junior year of college, you know, I'm taking the MCAT, um, studying 13 hours a day, uh, just grinding. Uh, mental health is, is tanking because I'm just living in the library, not socializing. Uh, and my goal is just, you know, got to get in med school no matter what. Take, get the MCAT score back. It's uh, not high. It is not where I wanted it to be. It was around a 27 MCAT score. I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to apply anyway. I think I can do this. I have an okay GPA. I ended up uh, applying to like, you know, 20 programs. Just denial, 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 denial. I got one interview. It was Ooh. a bust. They <laughs> no, just, didn't go they well. Just threw me out the window. It was, it was not a good. It did not go well. Now I'm a senior, I get denied by every single medical school, and I'm thinking, do, you know, should I even try this again? Is this something that, um, You're cut you know, out can for I it. do this? Can, yeah. I, can I follow my dreams? And uh, I decide to take, I, I graduate college, decide to take a year off, uh, work in um, a bunch of odd jobs for a while, drive an Uber, mm -hmm. working at the bar, you know, uh, working at a restaurant and getting some real life experience and exposure exactly, <laughs> growing exactly. up, making, you know, 10 bucks an hour to just, you know, survive and live in, in Athens where I was living at the time, eventually moved home with my parents, uh, retook the MCAT exam, studied for four more months, retook the MCAT exam, got some interviews this time around, got accepted. So boom, I move up to Philadelphia, um, Sydney Kimmel Medical College, Thomas Jefferson University, Center City, Philadelphia. I'm there for three years, um, trying to figure out what I want to do, surviving medical school, decide that I want to get an MBA. I decide uh, pretty early on in my med school career that I wanted to be able to run a practice, whether mm -hmm. a group practice, private practice, solo, an academic hospital. I knew that I wanted to have that management experience. And so University of Georgia actually had an MD MBA program, went down there and Go now we're in the dogs, back to the dogs, <laughs> dogs for life. I'm a double dog actually. So I did, <laughs> I did undergrad and grad school there. Nice. And, um, so I'm, you know, I'm back at UGA around November of 2019. I am, um, spending my free time volunteering at the University of Georgia's pre-med department, trying to share the knowledge and insight that I've gained with other pre-meds to be able to help them and tell them the things that I wish that I knew when I was in their shoes, because there's just so much, I mean, you know, you're in pharmacy school, there's things that you wish you would have known to study for the PCAT or whatever that like, there's no way you would have known unless you're in your shoes right now. Right? Not at all. And that's why I'm doing the same thing kind of you're doing is it trying to help pre-pharmacy students kind of bridge that gap and just avoid all of the pitfalls and heartbreak and everything else that's involved with pharmacy school. And I can, I can only imagine, man, like, the reach you have and the impact you're having just by everything that you're doing. So yeah, I would love to hear so more much. about that. Yeah. So I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm volunteering down there and I'm trying to help these, these students out and I'm thinking, all right, how, I guess, you know, it, it really started big with in November. I decided I am going to give a presentation to, I thought it'd be 20. I thought it'd be 20. I remember years. that. I remember, remember you that? posting that. Yes, man. I remember that initial thing. And then you posted the picture and it was a, it was a, John, like a huge success if we're quoting the president but like it was it was a good turnout and then i saw your page kind of just jump like i saw it yeah start wow. off you've been here yeah. from day one that was legit. i've been i've been a, i've been fanboying since day one man i've been one of those 
Day one. So yeah, what happened was I um, created a presentation. It was called How to Get into Medical School, The Unfiltered Truth. I, you know, I just spent an hour and typed up everything I knew and uh, you know, called the pre-med office, said, I want to I wanna give this presentation. Uh, how can I do this? I rented like a small room at UGA for 20 people and nice. I got some pizzas, you know, like to feed, to feed the students. And yeah. the line out the door when I got there was like, there was a line out the door. Like people oh could not get in. God. And I showed up like five minutes beforehand. I was like, I think there's a mistake. I think like. This, this is the wrong be- room. You've got the yeah. wrong room. <laughs> like, you guys must be me. looking for like a real motivational speaker because it's not me. <laughs> and I, oh I, I show up and I'm like, are you guys here for, I literally said, are you guys here for the med school presentation? And like, yeah. Because what happened was I was able to get that email out to the entire listserv at UGA. Wow. 5, That's what did it. That's, That's what, what did it. it. Yeah. That's what did it. That was step number one to where I'm at now. So I... Um, How nervous were you? You had to be sweating bullets, man. Like, I, love, especially- I, I love public presentations. I love presentations. Oh, wow. Okay. And so like, honestly, I'm not trying to flex. I was not nervous. I was excited. Good. Good. I love stuff like this. And so now I'm really excited. I'm like, yeah. whoa. You know, there's a hundred people in a room that fits 20 and I'm like, all right, guys, we're going to the next lecture hall. And we, we all go walk over <laughs> nice. to this big, you know, 300 person lecture hall. My best friend, James Gillespie shows up to support me. He's yeah. the one that edits my podcast. He does a lot of, um, he helps behind the scenes with a lot of things I do. He's my best friend. He came to take some photos of me. He does photo video. Nice. I, I do the presentation. Um, they are vibing with me you know it felt like something like an out-of-body experience like i was meant to be doing this you were doing you were in flow constant flow like i was literally in flow going off it was just like yeah just so easy and natural and organic and um james takes a picture uh before my linkedin at the time i was interested in, in personal branding and i put the picture on linkedin explaining what i did you know i had the opportunity to go back to university of georgia do this this yeah uh post it go to sleep, wake up in the morning, viral on LinkedIn. Wow. And I don't, wow. I don't yeah. know. I'm like, I'm like, I call up James. <laughs> Do things like, go viral on LinkedIn? Like, <laughs> like you didn't know at the time. It does. Yeah. LinkedIn yeah. does have a pretty big organic reach actually. And that's yes. something that Gary V always talks about is the organic mm-hmm. reach on TikTok and LinkedIn are better than anywhere else right now. For sure. Those viral, I call up James. I'm like, dude, it's got like 30,000 views. I only have like, 500 connections like what's going on and he's like dude you're viral <laughs> and, and you must have been losing your mind yeah you know, ended up getting like 60,000 views and like um so that was just for me like proof of concept something is here yes. people want to hear this maybe i should keep doing this yeah, but i don't there's know a need what in your there's a need and you're really good at it naturally so dive in and then also a, ride that momentum like oh yeah yeah. And that's something I put in my, in my Instagram post last night is like, when you do something and it feels right and uh, you have this sort of energy, like this vibration, it feels like, whoa, like this is something different than usual. Like whether it's yoga or making coffee or doing a podcast, whatever it is. Yeah you know the feeling like you're like, damn, this feels pretty good. I wonder if I could do this on the next level. That's how I felt. And I decided to go home for Christmas break and brainstorm what I can possibly do on the bigger scale. Could I, you know, do this presentation series? And I had a bunch of different ideas. And finally, I decided I'm going to start Destination Med School, which will be an Instagram account uh, where I have all of the people in my network that are 
medical students, physicians, pharmacists, PAs, PTs, nurses, etc., share 30-second videos on advice that they wish that they knew when they were in college. I put Perfect. that on an Instagram. It made a very similar what you know what you're doing here. I'd, I'd put that on an Instagram account and I would um, share that to the world. Um, getting these people to get me a video was so difficult. Oh man, I can imagine, especially with students who are in school and then you who don't like, they see your Instagram account, they're like, okay, cool, Jake Goodman, who's this guy? I don't know. Um, like the last thing they're the priority last thing on their priority list is responding back to an Instagram DM from you um, when they don't know who you are. And that was, yeah. that's been my struggle too. Initially is it's really hard to get the interviews that you want in the beginning, but that's kind of why you got to expect that you're going to fail a little bit and then just kind of push through that. Cause you get better at it over time. You figure out what you need to say to get somebody's interest that's relevant to them to get them to respond to you. And I'm sure, I'm sure you had the same experience and how did it feel to get that first reply back? Do you remember who the, uh, who the first one is? Well, you've had so many collabs. It might be a tough question, but yeah. So, I mean, I'll answer that. I think I, I fortunately I had about 20 amazing friends that really believed in me or whether they believed in me or not, just was like, sure, Jake, I got you. And they sent me stuff. So I had, and that's one of my advice piece of advice that I have to anyone that wants to start something like this is load up content so that when you launch, you're not like trying to find people. I had 20 days of content to survive. Even if yep. this thing bombed, I knew that I had 20 days to survive with a piece of content every single day. So I had, if you go to my Instagram account, scroll all the way down. Those people you see, the first 20 people, those are the most OGs in my life that were like, I got you, Jake. Those yep. are the OGs. If any chance any of y'all are listening to the original Destination Med School peeps, I love you guys. And uh, so that was, you know, that was what it started with. Then I got a couple, there was a person, to answer your question, there was a person named Erin Boyd. Uh, okay. Her name was, was Erin Boyd. She was an emergency medicine physician who had, she's not on Instagram anymore. And this is the biggest mystery in my life. Who is this person? She had 30,000, 40,000 followers on Instagram. Was this awesome um, ER physician, talked about being a mom and being a physician and, I think she got hacked or something. I don't know what happened. That would be so terrible. I know. I, she just disappeared. Oh, that's terrifying. And then you can't reach out. Like, you can't follow up with her. You can't fire her. That's got to be. ER Doc Mom. I just remembered her name. Her name was ER Doc Mom. She's gone. Uh, but she shared my account on day one and got me like 200 followers, which was so awesome. Just like that she believed in me. Michelle Nesky, the posh PA, who I'm you know, constantly collaborating with. She saw me. She believed in me. Dr. Darsh, um, Darsha, um, he believed in me. A few people believed in me, but 95% of people straight up ignored my DM or replied like, no. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, nope. Just no. leave me alone. Blocked. <laughs> and Just, I was like, I remember that. I'll, I'll be yeah. like, you know, I was like, I will remember that. Uh, anyway. <laughs> and now I'm sure, and how many of them have been like, hey, Jake, remember me? Yeah, but you've had any of that? Yeah. And have you yeah. just, have you just replied? Nope. <laughs> or you just didn't, you just leave them on, leave them on red? Just leave them on red. <laughs> that's, that's justice. That's, I, I try to be the bigger person. I try, you know, I'm trying to do this. Gotta. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, sure. Whatever, you know. Um, so anyways, that was the beginning of Destination Med School. That how was the beginning of Destination Med School. And, um, about, so, you know, I, I started a TikTok account at this time, right? 
And, yep. and I saw you, know, you do it and I was like, I'm not going to do that. I can't do it. I don't know why. I just don't want to be related, like, you know, associated with kids on TikTok. And how, how ridiculous was I? Like, yeah, we, make me my words here. You know, I was, you were, you I were was talking it up too. on your stories. Yes. You were like, yeah. I've gotten this much exposure. Giving, you're giving free, like, social media advice. I'm just like, do I do it? <laughs> I Maybe. remember going on Instagram stories. I'm like, this is the last time I'm going to say it. You guys need to get on TikTok right now. If you're trying to build a business, build a brand, if you're trying to send a message, talk about your mission, get on TikTok right now. And uh, What was the first video that launched for you that like, right, really so took off? First, what I tried to do is my destination med school pieces were not me. That was the beauty of the account. It was other people sharing their stories. So I tried posting them on TikTok. Bombed, bombed, bombed. Yep. 20 views, zero views. 20 views, 50 views, maybe one got 100 views. And Ooh. I'm like, yeah, 100 views. I'm like, huge impact. Yeah, I'm like, damn, I guess, you know, TikTok is not, you know, it's all hype. It's not going to really work. And um, then I remember walking to class. This is about maybe late February. I've built up maybe a thousand followers on Instagram at this point. And I decide, you know what, I'm just going to share an Instagram story that I did to TikTok and see what happens. Just, it was just like a, a quick 15 second story I did. Put my phone in my pocket, go to class, get out of class. It's got 10,000 views. And I'm like, you know, 10,000 for me. I'm I, famous. I was, yeah, I, <laughs> I was did like, it. I, that Amazing. was like the best. I was like, oh my God, something is here on TikTok. Like, mm -hmm. and, and then I decided to go home that day and create my first ever like real TikTok video. I watched some YouTube videos. I was about to say, man, I, my first day filming it, I went to the editor and I was like, what is this? Why is it taking me an hour to, to just put five text phrases on there to time it perfectly with the music? You've probably got your whole process streamlined, but I was so good with editing like on my other computer programs that I was like, this couldn't be so hard. Oh, it's terrible. And that's probably a huge like thing that discourages people from getting on there. Cause they're just like, I'm an elder millennial and I don't know what I'm doing. And you know, but the I learning learned. curve is huge. It is. I'm not going to lie. And, you know, the first one you'll do, your fonts are off the screen, you know. Yeah. Even though you place the it there an hour, and it just, it just shifts, and you're like, okay, well, I can't edit it, and I can't – if I take it down, then what, I got to refilm it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Ugh. And so, so I, find, I, I learn how to do it, and I create my first ever TikTok, which was um, what getting into medical school actually looks like. And it's very similar to a, a recent Instagram I actually put up, which was what recovering from depression actually looks like. It was to an MGMT electric field beat where it's like, at the end, it's like. I took that beat and I did my first TikTok with it because I was like, it worked for him. It also seems easy. It's good and it's engaging. Like, let's go for it. So it was, it's, it's a good format and it's, it still worked for you. So it's awesome. Yeah, it still worked for me six months later. But anyway, that first one was like, what it, what it takes to get into med school. Denial, 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 denial. Interview, denial. Wait list, denial, denial, denial. Acceptance. That went 400,000 views overnight. Wow. And that's when my brain short-circuited and I was like, oh my God, something is really here. Mm -hmm. I need to pivot instead of doing 98% Instagram, 2% TikTok. Let's go 50-50. And that's when I really went hard on TikTok. To fast forward to about March, COVID hit. Um, and I had a decision to make pretty much. Uh, I went home, the, the MBA um, you know, went online. So I went home and decided 
to go to triple down on TikTok and grinded, was making five videos a day, spending hours on there, decided to rebrand my account to Jake Goodman Med. I remember that switch. That was, yeah, the the rebrand because like eventually all good things have to end or pivot or eventually they, you'll get old. Just like, you know, eventually things just need to change. And I knew that I needed to add in a mental health advocacy piece because I am planning on being a psychiatrist. I wanted to add that in. I couldn't just be pre-med guy. Just like, you know, eventually, you know, your podcast, you may bring on people in the mental health space. You may bring on people, you know, who are in law, you know, who who knows where you want to go in the future. And like, eventually, you know, every one of us has to make a pivot. So I made that pivot. And um, it's really hard to pivot to especially because you're you're battling between like, is this, how is this going to be interpreted by other people? Mm -hmm. Um, And I think the crazy thing that I've realized is like, most people are very adaptive and supportive of just, they're already in love with you and what you do. So as long as you keep doing what you love and do, they're going to still follow you, even if it looks a little different. And I mean, if anything, that shift for you made your page just look a lot cleaner. I remember you started, you started doing the alternating text um, with photos of you. I'm like, this is perfect. Like you're driving viewers by giving kind of like the topic of the thing and then they have to actually click on it to watch it. So it, it was really cool seeing the rebrand. I was kind of in the middle of a rebrand myself recently, but I've fallen back into old ways with memes. I was trying to kind of put it a little bit more, um, I guess, professional in the, in the eyes of somebody who's just going to like open it up like mm-hmm. the initial appearance of things especially once i start getting closer to residency um i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to shift it um so it's i'm sure that's going a long way for you did you notice um i guess any significant changes in, as far as followers and stuff like that when the rebrand came or a change in your audience and i i, I say this um and I, i'm not always like this right now my current mindset is like this and my current mindset was like this at the time I really wasn't looking at my analytics and my insights and stuff yep. like that. And that's yep. something that like I would advise anyone that's really trying to, um, you know, create an account, build a band, build a brand, build a business. That stuff is important, but it has a time and place. If you're looking at your insights every day and trying to see, you know, if you're gaining, losing followers, there's just a lot of randomness that goes into that. Maybe one day you have a hundred robots that follow you or a hundred people that follow you because they think, you're you know attractive but those are not they're gonna unfollow you in a second and i had 600 people unfollow me when i post my engagement photos with ari oh man you broke the hearts of 600 people that were following you some i remember seeing the comments on your tiktoks oh my god he's so cute and i'm like use that to your advantage man like if you're still <laughs> spreading your message however way you want and it's not like you're going out there trying to look hot you know there's some tiktoks out there where it's just it's a thirst trap and that's the whole that's the content and there's no value in that you're not going to get anyone to stick around for you a while because now you have there's millions of other accounts like that so it's finding what you do well which is connecting with pre-meds advocating for mental health you're amazing at editing these videos that are short sweet and to the point and at least like replayable. Like I, I don't mind seeing your TikTok play twice on my feed because I'm like, it's a great video. It's entertaining. It's short and sweet to the point. Obviously you're attractive, but I mean, that's not what I'm here for. You know, like <laughs> you're attractive too. Wow. Thank you so much. <laughs> Y'all, I'm, I'm live streaming this on TikTok right now. Y'all take a look at David. Hey guys. <laughs> Jeez. This is uh, turning into something different. <laughs> <laughs> um, but my point with the rebrand is that 
yeah, I probably lost 500 followers, people that were just following me for that. But then I gained so many more down the line and it's not just the followers. I just gained a new mission and I, I was, you know, very excited about it. And pretty much after that, like I, I posted last night, it's kind of a blur. Everything just started happening so quickly. I built the podcast. I, uh, last week I got verified on TikTok. I just hit 20,000 on Instagram and I feel like I wake up every day and it's like, I'm in a dream and I, I, I wake up and I'm like, I'm get, I get emails from, you know, random people trying to collab or like have you post their stuff. Yeah. I'm starting to get that too, which is satisfying, but also stressful because now I have to sift through and figure out which one's like a real business. Mm -hmm. How does that affect that? Like that brings a whole other dimension to it. That's probably extremely time consuming, but your background in business is probably pretty helpful. Um, it helps, but there is, this is not a, this cannot be a one man team forever. Eventually I'm going to have to bring someone in. I, I ignore hundreds of DMS every day. I can't, I would not be able, I go to medical school. I work in the hospital. I have a fiance. I work out every day. I eat food. I like to sleep. I, I am <laughs> Sometimes you like to sleep. Yeah, like, <laughs> oh I, I just gosh. can't. And uh, I really hope that people like understand that and know that I'm doing the best I can. Um, because when you start hitting really mental health advocacy, you'll, you'll start getting, um, you know, DMS of people that, you know, are it's, really struggling. It's, yeah. It's, you know, it's I mean, the most rewarding thing too, when you can, when you can take the time to talk to somebody and just be there and be open because that's, and that's, that's going to happen. Anybody who decides to start posting about their mental health, um, issues and how they work through it, like you're going to get that. Um, and it's not on you to take that if you don't want to, again, you can, you can just, you can tell them, Hey, I'm here for you, but you don't have to spend any more energy than you already are, are putting yourself out there and the stress that comes with that. So mm -hmm. don't feel obligated. And I'm sure you don't, but it, it, for a while, for me, when I first started getting those messages, I'd prioritize it. And, and then I, and then I, you know, mess up on a test or I wouldn't submit an assignment on time because I felt like this is so much more important to make sure that this one person is okay. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's tough. It's tough. And I don't know how you, how do you deal? Like, how do you, reconcile that like how do you kind of stay on track with your stuff while still trying to um i guess be responsible for some of your followers who follow you inherently because you are such a good mental health advocate yeah i mean it's something i, I struggle with a lot and it's um i i there are some things which i i can't first off i can't do legally and i won't do legally and i won't do yes. ethically I'm a medical student. I'm a fourth year medical student. I'm yeah. very clear about that from the get-go. There are some accounts that say Dr. Jake, but they're first year medical students. Uh, I'm not a fan of that. I'm actually uh, pretty opposed to that. I never would comment on anyone's thing and everyone does their own thing. I get it. Uh, you can't be perfect on social media, and, but, but as far as I go, I'm very clear about my credentials. I am a fourth year medical student. I will be an MD, you know, knock on wood in six months. But even then, I'm a resident physician, not a, not a fully practicing private practice physician or working as an attending. I cannot provide medical advice. My views are my own, and I protect myself legally, ethically, morally, and I just don't want to uh, ever cross that boundary there. Now, if someone reaches out to me, uh, the things that I do say, and I, you know, I mean this, and this is a totally fair thing to say, is, you know, thank you for sharing that with me. You're not alone. A lot of people suffer with this. And, and uh, I want you to know that there are people that you can speak to. 
uh, a mental, you know, any sort of mental health counselor, your doctor, your parents, a trusted, a trusted parent or friend that you could talk to and, and make sure that you do tell them this because you, you do not have to suffer alone. And I think that's, I think most people are just looking for that push from someone that they can trust and someone that they relate to. Um, so it's, it's awesome that you don't, I guess you've already come to the conclusion. It's not your personal responsibility and you're already doing the right thing and pushing them to the resources they need. Um, and that's, there's a huge, huge, um, dilemma with some people viewing like mental health advocacy on social media as kind of like a trend to sort of, um, you know, to, 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 a lot of people just jump on the bandwagon when they see this yeah. without themselves either experiencing it or um, having them like knowing who they need to contact when people reach out to them. So it's good using your medical school experience to give yourself that credibility, but not overextending it to the point where you're providing treatment because that can lead to a lot of legal problems. I've always struggled with, I've seen views of my own in some people's bios. I've seen, you know, not medical advice. Um, obviously you get into the problem with, um, you work for, you work, you work at a hospital or you work somewhere. So you're, you're dealing with all that at the same time. Um, it's just, it's extremely rewarding to see that you're able to make such a huge impact on people. And I'm sure even though you weren't anticipating as many people, um, maybe you probably weren't expecting any of this. You probably weren't expecting oh, God, no. to blow up so big. Um, but it's got to be extremely rewarding to have have this be something that you're doing alongside your MD. And it's supplementing your interest in psych. Yeah, I, I'm literally living out my dream and I wake up excited every single day to be able to go work in the hospital, see patients, especially now that I'm in my fourth year and I'm you know, in psychiatry rotations that I really enjoy to be able to get on TikTok at the end of the day and think, what did I learn today that I could be able to share with these people? Um, what, you know, what kind of social issues are going on right now that I could address? Uh, how can I help people today? How can I you know, continue to build um, a lot of the things that I've been doing, which I can't share too much about, but that are coming soon um, over the next couple of weeks. Oh, don't worry, man. I'm well aware. I'm seeing what you're doing. You're doing, you're doing something fantastic. You're cooking up something good. And for anybody listening, um, you you should just you definitely need to check out Jake's page on Instagram and his TikToks because they're amazing and they're highly educational. But yeah, he's the man's on fire and it's only continued to stay on fire. He knows how to keep the fire going. Um, Thank you, bro. Yeah, no problem. Um, so with kind of kind of going off of that, because um, you started talking about like kind of how you create your content. So you ask yourself, what's relevant? How can I provide value? Um, can you dive a little bit more into your process? Do you, for someone who is thinking about maybe jumping onto social media and creating a platform, um, I guess, where would you recommend they start? And then how would you um, just talk about your process so they can kind of get an idea of what to expect, if that makes sense? Yeah, yeah, great question. Um, all right, so if I was going to start a medical account, nursing school, PA school, pharmacy school, or pharmacist, whatever it is that you're trying to do, even law, whoever's listening to this, if you think that you want to potentially create an account I, or a platform, it's, there are several steps. You can't do them all at once. First off, I'm not on YouTube. I have 230,000 followers on TikTok, 20,000 on Instagram. I have a podcast. You'd think, why is this kid not on YouTube? Because I'm a human being and I can't do it all. 
YouTube is a whole other platform. I'm sure you know. Are, are you on YouTube? I started for a little bit and then I got into the problem of being spreading myself too thin. Like I created a Facebook group. I created uh, the podcast, the Instagram, the Twitter. That is just yeah. me. And I'm like, you can't, the biggest piece of advice, which I think is you're going to say is just start on one platform, build totally. up. And then if you want to transition to something else, your audience who really cares about your content, the best pieces of your audience are going to follow you. And then that's just going to build a stronger core group of people on that platform. Exactly. Every platform I truly believe that in about 10 years, you, you'll be able to go to school and specialize. You'll be able to major. I don't know about major, but you'll be able to have like a focus. Like, uh, you know, I'm a social media, um, you know, manager or marketer. And my focus is Instagram. My focus is Twitter. My focus is TikTok. Because each social media app has its own rule book, its own guidelines, its own ways that you can excel. And what works for one will not work for the other. In fact, it will kill you. And so my advice for anyone starting would be to start on Instagram. I think Instagram is a great platform to start on. Getting growth on Instagram is very hard, but it's a professional account uh, where you, it's, it's a perfect mix between professional and fun. You can, um, it's, it's been around for a while. So, it, you know, you're not recreating the wheel. There's a ton of YouTube videos to learn how to customize your bio. Just honestly look at me or David's profile and see what we do and see like, Oh, okay. They added, you know, their bio here and you know, you They've don't have to recreate. Yeah. yeah highlights. Like um, you know, you can see where, you know, look at Jake's grid. Look how he posts every other post is like a white thumbnail. And, and it takes a long time to be able to perfect all that stuff. But once you do, you're going to have an established account on Instagram. From Instagram, you know, build a couple hundred followers, learn, learn how to use it. From Instagram, I would then move to TikTok or Twitter. Both of those are great in their own way. Um, if you are really trying to reach the most amount of people as possible, TikTok is it. TikTok is the only app right now, period that you can put a video out, go to sleep and wake up and be viral, really viral. I'm talking, I, I just connected with a, um, a nurse on TikTok who put a video out. She had like, I don't know, 40,000 followers on TikTok, which is awesome and a lot, but then put out a video. I think it hit, I want to say 70 million, but that sounds crazy when I say wow. it. Wow. I mean, I wouldn't put it past TikTok. And the thing is too, is what I've noticed is your first video gets pushed a lot harder than anyone else's. So if you want to start TikTok on a bang, make mm -hmm. sure the video, first video that you post is money. Like make sure, show it to your friends, say, hey, is this good? Would you, you know, is this fun or whatever? Just make sure it's good. Mm -hmm. And that's going to help skyrocket you. I've seen some nursing accounts that do that too. On Reels. On Reels. Reels too. Like, reels. Yeah. When I say TikTok, I want you guys to also think Reels. Right now, they're the same thing in some ways. We can get into the nitty gritty, but that's not for this conversation. No. Um, she went from 40,000 to 2 million in a week. Now she's what? in a week. And that oh is only possible on an app like TikTok. Now she's getting brand deals. You know, and, I, and she's going to do whatever she wants to do. But the main thing that I want to say is none of this is worth it. The time, energy, and, and uh, stress, none of this is worth it unless you have a very clear mission. My mission is to advocate for mental health and inspire future doctors. Clear. I have it written down. I look at it every day. That's my mission. 
and everything I do is about that mission. Sometimes I think to myself, damn, I would, I would make a TikTok like this that would crush. I saw this guy do it. I can get a million views. I know I can get a million views tonight, and I don't do it. Because what's the point? Is it going to inspire future doctors to advocate for mental health? If not, nope. am I doing it for clout? What's the point? And I've, and I've done things for clout before. I'm a human being. I'm like, nah, that was cool. But you wake up in the morning and you still feel the same or worse than you did before you post it. And if yep. anything, you're just looking just like, wow, this blew up. It's not worth it. Get a clear mission. Exactly. And that's, and the thing is too, is most times like the way at least mine was like grown, like my, my page was, I wanted to provide a way for other students who had experienced mental health to listen to other people's stories, learn about it. And in the comfort of their own homes and their own privacy, because initially my thought was like, maybe I'll start like a school forum and we can have students come and discuss. But then you run into the issue of students worrying about, you know, telling their personal stories and their struggles in front of their professors who you're trying to impress, or, you know, you're, you don't want to, you don't feel comfortable sharing that with someone else. So, and people weren't as open as maybe I was to share with somebody in person. So I was like, how do I get the message to them while respecting their privacy, while still pursuing my passion of pharmacy and trying to spread awareness about the profession as a whole, um, while also, you know, providing mental health support, whether that be through like you know, and making pharmacy fun to learn about through memes. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's all kind of coalescing of multiple things that I enjoy. Um, but the mission that I had, I didn't really, I didn't, it didn't really form fully until after about a year. So you can, I would encourage people to start. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, it, it really just depends on your take. If you're trying to grow and grow up fast, um, take the time, come up with the content and post it and then take off. If you just want to kind of experiment and see what's going on, like don't feel, feel free to post and feel free to make, you know, put things out there. And if they don't work, guess what? You can delete it. You can mm -hmm. pretend like it never happened. You're small enough. No one's going to remember it and life goes on. So I think for me, it was hard to just start because I was like, I don't know what my mission is. I don't know what I want to do. Um, but I also would encourage people not to let that stop you because eventually things will fall into place once you kind of refine it. It yeah, and depends on your just mission. a couple things to add to that. I, I agree with, with everything you're saying. Uh, the one thing I disagree with is deleting it. I personally, uh, first off, if you delete a video on TikTok, it can hurt your sort of reach theoretically. I mean, there's yes. no, I don't know if they would actually agree to that, but that you're, I just, I more so say that because. There's nothing wrong with a video that didn't perform well. And I think it gets into the bad habit of like delete it if it doesn't perform well. One time when 2C Slide by Drake came out, I, uh, me and my fiance did the healthcare 2C Slide on TikTok. We thought it would blow um, Nice. We were yeah. trying to like, you know, bring the medical community together during a really tough time when COVID hit and it tanked. It tanked like no one saw it. But yep. you know, it was fun to do with Ari and my fiance and we just, you know, we just kept it on there. And I, I, I don't uh, love deleting things. I think it's uh, just not the right move. Two more things I wanted to add that I think are, are really important. Um, when you say just start, just start, just take the leap, jump and see what happens. I did not make destination med school to, to make mental health advocacy videos. I never knew I would get here, but I'm here and that's because once you jump and you don't have a parachute and you have to survive, you're going to figure it out. 
the last thing I'll say is just to kind of finish the final piece on, you know, my strategy when I, when I come up with concepts and stuff, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. And people ask me this all the time. How'd you come up with this strategy? How do you like, or this idea, this concept, what did you do for this video? What I do is very simple. I get on the for you page on TikTok, and which is just the home screen. And I watch what other people are doing. I scroll for 20 minutes, 10 minutes in the morning. And I'm like, I, if I see someone do something, I think to myself, how can I flip this to my mission to inspire future doctors and advocate for mental health? So I want everyone to like, when, they, when they're on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Other people are doing it for you. Someone posts some video about, you know, um, waking up in my 16-year-old in my body. Uh, or sorry, my 16-year-old self waking up in my 27-year-old body. That was the concept of the video. So I recreated it. I'm 16 years old in the video, and I'm like, I'm talking to myself. I'm like, where we live here? And then the response is like, yeah, dude, we live in Philly. So I'm like, what? And then I see a stethoscope. I'm like, we got into med school? And I'm like, we did it, fam. And like that whole concept was because of a video I saw of someone else doing it. So I flipped it to my niche. It's not wrong. It's not, you know, it's not stealing content. It's content is everywhere. And so yeah. you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Just flip it to your niche. Exactly. I think that's, that's quality advice. And honestly, man, like seeing your videos, I was kind of, I mean, I used your sound, I used your original sound and I was like, I'm just going to do like, I'm going to start with someone else's example because if I start trying to come up with my own ideas, then I get stressed out. Then I think, Oh, maybe this isn't the right thing to do. And you already have, if you want to recreate something, you can already see how well it does. So you're kind of, it gives you that little bit of extra confidence to be able to go, Hey, I'm going to do that. And then you flip it to what you want. Like you said, so it's original and then people can't be like, oh, you just stole their idea. I feel like I've seen so many, I feel like you were one of the first med accounts to really explode and like to start sharing your story. And then I don't know if it was the TikTok algorithm that kept feeding me, but I mean, I've seen so many other ones that are exactly like yours and I credit yours because yours are the first one I saw, but I know there's other people who for the first time are seeing someone else who recreated yours and they're getting those followers and that's fine. That's perfect. You're still, you're still accomplishing your mission of raising a mental health awareness and inspiring med students. You've done it to the point where you're inspiring med students to inspire other med students. And now you're having kind of this collateral effect, which has got to be, it's, it's, you couldn't ask for something better. And I man, think that's, I, I that's the power of social media. Said it. That's like, that's crazy, man. That's cause I do see that. I, I see people on TikTok literally copying some video I did four months ago and I'm like, yep. Because okay. it showed up in their for you page, and then since you were you had that first mover advantage and you created the content, you didn't delete it because you thought it did bad initially. TikTok will keep refeeding your good ones to newer people. So it's mm -hmm. you've you've got such an established base now, man. I feel like you could just sit back, relax, and not put out more content, and you'd be you'd still be just fine. Like you'd still be picking up followers every now and again. But obviously, that's not what you're going to do. Um, um, so I want to talk about your most recent campaign, um, kind of finishing up with Suicide Prevention Week, you did a video every single day, um, kind of touching on a different topic. Um, and you described the last video, you've, you made, this was the only TikTok, when I initially saw Jake, I was like, whoa, like that, that first of all, that was, that's hard to share. Second of all, are people ready to see that? I was shocked. I was like, I'm used to going on TikTok and seeing like happy, you know, especially from you, your content. That was one of the more videos where I was like, is that even okay to like share? Like I was, I was just, I was shocked and I was happy you shared it because it was, it's such an important point, but if you could give a little more details on what that initial video was and maybe your second video that you released for the um, suicide prevention week. 
Sure. Yeah. Um, so one of the things I like to do with TikTok, I'll kind of preface it with one of the things I like to do with TikTok is uh, to kind of flip the script on what people expect. Every video on TikTok, for the most part, is happy and funny and like, but that's not really what life is like. And I wanted to, I always want to, I love creating the happy and the motivational and the inspirational, but I also want to include some of the things that you experience that are not positive. You know, I see, I had a patient that I was working with die two months ago, you know, working in the hospital. I, uh, people are depressed and anxious and, and if we're not sharing that stuff, we're not breaking the stigma. And so sometimes I create TikTok pieces with the goal of eliciting an emotional response because that's what separates a good from a great video is you actually right leave heart, that video. Man. It hit me right in the heart. And it was, it was, I wanted to reach out immediately and be like, Hey man, like that's tough. Um, I think what you were doing with that was so perfect and aligns perfectly with what I was doing. It's like the first step is talking about your mental health experience. And that's going to be the first thing that destigmatizes it. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah. yeah. And so I'll kind of give a quick kind of synopsis for you guys listening, like what the video was. Uh, so when I was in college, uh, I was in a fraternity in college and um, a bunch of my friends, you know, we all hung out all the time. Uh, one of my friends who, you know, he was, he was a good friend. He wasn't my best friend, but you definitely you know, hung out with us all the time. And we never knew anything was wrong with him. You know, we, he would come over, you know, I shouldn't say wrong with him, but you know, we just never knew he was suffering. Yeah. And, um, we, uh, he had been texting me um, amongst other people, you know, leading up to this event, uh, leading up to his death, um, trying to like hang out. And I was at this time studying for the MCAT. And this is when I, when I opened up at the very beginning of the podcast. And we talked about, I talked about studying for the MCAT 13 hours a day. That's literally what I was doing. I was really isolating other people out of my life. And, um, just, you know, that's fortunately part of the process of studying for the MCAT. You know, I kind of took it to the extreme, but, um, you, you had know, to, you had you to had for to what that. you were going through. And that's, and it's not, you know, it's not, that's one of the hardest things to do is just resist the temptation to hang out with friends. And I don't want to say resist the temptation, but in this case, but I mean, you, you had a goal, you had a, you had mm -hmm. another mission that you were doing and it wasn't, you know, it's not on you to change what you're doing when you were so clear about it. So, right. Right. And so, you know, I was getting texts from, from my friend and, um, you know, ignoring them or just saying, sorry, man, I can't hang. And, um, and I don't want at all to, to make this about me because this is not about me at all. I, I, this is just, I, I tell you guys this because this is how I created the video. Um, and he committed suicide uh, about a couple of days after he had been texting me. And um, totally, it appeared just out of the blue. Uh, it, it shattered that semester for everybody, uh, you know, the fraternities after that kind of broke up and disbanded, um, you know, not because of that incident. Uh, there were a lot of things going on at that time, but it was just kind of, it shattered my view of the world at that point. That's the first time that that ever happened to me, uh, that I've had something so tragic happen. And, you know, it took me years to be able to like fully process it. 
And I wanted to create on Suicide Prevention Week. And I actually created this video on TikTok about probably if you guys watch it on, on TikTok live. Yeah, I put yeah. it on TikTok because I was it was too personal to put on Instagram. And that's the beauty of TikTok because you can be a little bit more yourself on there. And um you know, it had a pretty big response on TikTok. And basically the video was, so if any of you guys listening want to watch, you get to scroll down on my TikTok. It's, I don't want it to be featured pretty, I don't want it to get too much exposure just because um, it's really personal. And I put it out there to, um, to just have people realize that this could happen to them and that you never know what someone's going through. And it's, it's uh, really important to reach out. Um, and anyway, in the video, I'm, he, he, you know, he's texting me and I'm, I'm saying, I can't hang out. I get the text. Um, I get a call from a friend saying, you know, he passed away and I'm, I throw my phone and throw my books and I'm rage into the, into the, uh, into the phone. And, and it's, it, it's powerful. So that was how I ended the suicide prevention week content series I was doing on Instagram. Um, in the hopes that it, it gets people thinking, uh, because suicide is real. It happens all the time. So many of us know people that have committed suicide and why aren't we talking about it? Exactly. And I, how did you, oh man, I don't know even, I don't even know where to start, man. Cause it's, it's such a, it's such a hard thing to talk about and just you opening up about it is, is awesome because I, I'm sure you've kind of taken all the steps you need to make sure that you're good. Did you go into like a dip or is like any sort of like, how did that, how did you get out of it? How did you, how did you sort of reconcile that? by because you probably felt a lot of guilt for not re replying you know yeah how did you I, how did you get out and get the help that you needed to just be fine i definitely didn't have the positive coping skills back then that i do now mm -hmm. so you know this was six years ago in the midst of me studying for the mcat so i really did not process it the way yeah. that i wished that i would have i yeah. you know we as like friends met to like kind of like grieve and share stories about him. And that was really positive and awesome. Um, I didn't go to the funeral and that's something that I do regret. It was like a week before my MCAT and you know, gotta I mean, you, know you gotta choose, you gotta choose. And it's, and it's, it's, it's tough. It's insanely tough. Yeah. I, you know, and I didn't process it. Um, I just, I kind of suppressed it for the time being. And I, you know, I was like, yeah, this, I'll handle this in 10 days after my MCAT. And um, it took me years to be, you know, and like talking to my fiance about it and like share, you know, opening up about it um, to be able to like create a, a, a video like this. I would never have been able to create this video until like this year when I've learned to like talk things out and uh, just, learn about my own mental health and what helps me. And at the time I thought not talking about it and blocking it out would help me, but it helped nobody. Um, so yeah. And I, I, I don't feel guilt anymore Good, because it's, not on, you, man. it's, it's not on you. It's no, it's on, it's no, but like if you're friends with someone who's committed suicide or someone's past, it, it's really, and they text you, it's really, it's not, it's not, it's not on you. Yeah. You weren't, you were busy at the time. You, you had your, you know, you had what you're doing at the time set. Um, it's not when you can be there for someone, be there for someone, but don't hold on to the hold hold on to their, their suffering or don't hold on to 
just anything that they're dealing with more that's going to impact you that's going to put you in a in a worse place when you can't you can you couldn't even been there for him valuably you know what i mean like you were busy with an mcat it's not if you did decide to like hang out with him too like who's to say that you weren't stressed about the mcat like or you're going to help somebody and then you kind of you know you you go off and then you do something wrong like you do something bad that yeah puts them into that into that mentality it's it's a lose-lose either way yeah but i guess you know the moral of that is you never know what anyone's going through even if someone's smiling and laughing at parties and stuff you just never know so um just keep that in mind uh for you guys listening uh even your happiest smiley friend you know may be severely depressed so i think that's that's the main moral of of this of that post and and of this conversation and i think you did an amazing job raising awareness throughout the week man it was i'm sure like it was tough putting that content together especially that last video but it was powerful and i think i think i i think what's happening now let me ask you this next question do Mm -hmm. you think we've reached a point where we've at least i feel like we have like in recent maybe the last few months, maybe during COVID, I feel like there's been this huge push for mental health advocacy or just social awareness. Do you think we're reaching a point now where we can say that mental health has been destigmatized? I guess. I don't think we're ever going to be there. Um, there's stigma. I mean, yeah, hopefully in the year 3000, if we're still alive, if the, if the human race is still on this planet in the year 3000, uh, yeah. I think we'll be there, but stigma takes hundreds and hundreds of years to, to, you know, look at what's going on right now with racism still in 2000. I mean, 2020, we're still dealing with systemic racism, which, you know, I guess it hasn't been too long um, since things were really, really bad. You know, it it takes hundreds and hundreds of years for stigma to, to, to really break. Um, but I think we are beginning to see over the last decade, the stigma sort of begin to crumble. And a big part of that is honestly, this generation here, Gen Z on TikTok, you know, I, they seem so much more open with mental health compared to our parents, yes. our grandparents, yes. and, you know, talking about depression and that. So I am stoked for the future in mental health. I believe that in 10, 20 years, it will be very commonplace and uh, open to say that you see a mental health um, provider and maybe even five years and maybe it's even it's happening right now. And I love to see it. I love to see it. But to answer your question, no, we haven't broken the stigma. It is beginning to crumble and it's one of the greatest things I've ever witnessed. I would wholeheartedly agree. It's been really cool, especially seeing like all of these other young creators and sharing some of these deeply personal things that would benefit others if they just had the chance to see it. And it's the prevalence is crazy. I don't know if it's because of COVID and everyone's on their phones. This is like just one of the best times you could um, kind of get that help on social media and see the um, impact of destigmatizing mental health. So I'm going to not take up any more of your time. It's been an amazing interview, Jake. Thank you so much for sitting with me. Um, I've got one last question for you. Well, maybe two, two. Okay, sure, uh, sure. One's not one's not on the paper we're reading, but, but you've hinted that you're looking for a new challenge. You've talked about it earlier in the podcast. Um, you mastered using social media to raise awareness on mental health and you've grown astronomically professionally and networked with some of the biggest names in medicine on social media. What is next for you, Jake Goodman? 
What are you gonna do next? When is this podcast gonna air? That's a good question. Um, it can be whenever you want. I don't know. I, okay. I, it's gonna take me a while to edit because I'm still kind of I'm moving away from mini series yep. to mm-hmm. individual episodes. So we'll. Uh, it's it's kind of up in the air. It could be okay. I say that because I, yeah. I I will be launching. Uh, I'm gonna choose every word here carefully because I yep. I can't share too much. But I will be launching. Um, the an organization called the mental health movement uh as of now the date is october 10th which is world mental health day perfect so in less than a month we'll be launching this this organization uh we'll edit out anything yeah we'll edit out anything if you reveal too much i'll give you the audio (laughs) this is a partnership between me and one of my best friends uh zach at md motivator on Instagram, TikTok, uh, between me and him, we we're really in the same niche: mental health advocacy. We're both medical students. We have the the medicine component, and him and I are. Uh, we started mental health movement, which consists of uh, merch and a podcast. The money that we make through the merch and the podcast. A large portion of it goes directly to charities that um, support mental health causes, National Alliance on Mental Illness, Trevor Project, or several several other charities that we've targeted that we really um, believe in. And um, the podcast will feature some of the biggest names in mental health in the world who are breaking the stigma of mental health and are changed or shifting the culture. Some of the, I mean, really some of the biggest names out there are going to be on the show already booked, confirmed and ready to go. Wow. Um, and the merch, all set up. yeah, the merch is made. Everything is, is ready to go. Um, and we're waiting on a few things to come in from, from the business end and, and charity end, but uh, stay tuned. Well, that's all really exciting. Um, I ask every one of my guests this because it has changed slightly since my rebrand. I don't know. Um, do you know like the sign off for the podcast? And I know uh, you probably don't. You'd be the first one who did if you do. I have heard it. It's a question that you ask everybody, um, but I, I, I'm blanking on it. It's all good. It's it's um it's stay aware or stay healthy, stay aware with a little X because it's pharmacy and don't overdose. So Love that's it. it. Yeah. Anyway, thank you so much, Jake, for sitting with me. I cannot wait to release this episode for people to hear everything we've just discussed. I appreciate you taking the time. Thanks for having me, David. No problem. Have a good one. You too. Thank you.